0: Joining us, this is Limping on Cloud9. My name is Jonathan Nato. I'm your host, and as always, I am with Hamad Zaidi. So so what's going on today? What uh what path are we going down today, Hamad?
1: Well, you know, today I wanted to talk about icons, meeting them, befriending them, and more so also talk about finding that you're in the right place in life, mm. essentially. Mm. And and so today I wanted to actually share two different stories that are both tied into both UCLA, meeting icons, and just having moments in life that kind of nudge you on your journey, which I guess is the general theme of everything I talk about, right? Yeah. So let me start with the the first one. The first one is about how I met and befriended Carl Durrell. And uh, when I met him, he was the head coach of the UCLA football team. Mm-hmm. But the story goes way before then. Carl, I'll, I'll start with this. Carl caused me to lose a grade in high school <laughs> 20, years be- tw- 20 years before he met me.
0: No kidding. So,
1: yeah, so so this is how. Circa 1984, Overland Park, Kansas, where I grew up, as, as people that are listening to this podcast know, I took a radio TV class in 10th grade of high school. At the end of the semester the big project was to do a newscast and i begged the other people on the newscast to allow me to do the uh, the sports section
0: okay right
1: yeah and and ucla at the time was a pretty average 5 and 4 or 6 and 4 team in fact they were the first they're 6 and 4 they were the first four loss team to make the rose bowl mm They kind of backed into the Rose Bowl, meaning other people in front of them lost, allowed them to go to the Rose Bowl, right? And Carl Durrell was one of the wide receivers on the team during the time. So already having had a fascination with UCLA, when I did the fake um, broadcast, right? Because the Rose Bowl that year was played January 2nd. And, of course, we were getting out of school, like, December 20th or December 21st for Christmas break. Right. Right. So the, the newscast was uh, just fully made up because the game hadn't been played yet. Yeah. And I remember on my newscast saying, unranked UCLA is going to crush nine-ranked Illinois, right, in the Rose Bowl. Oh, right? man. <laughs> And And when I did that, my teacher, she just shook her head. And then... She – you know, other people in my group got a higher grade than me. Yeah. And when I asked her why, I'm like, what happened? I got a lower grade than than everyone else on the same newscast. Right. And and she's like, you didn't take it seriously. I'm like, what are you talking about? I didn't take it seriously. And she goes, you didn't take it seriously. You know, um, an unranked team, there's no way they're crushing a number nine ranked team in the Rose Bowl. It's not going (laughs) to happen. Right? Yeah. So – What's funny is not only did it happen, but UCLA won that game forty five to nine. Right? Man. I mean they they, they they crushed crushed Illinois. And Carl Durrell was a wide receiver on that team and he caught two touchdown passes.
0: Man, you gotta take right? t- you gotta take him on to the casino, man.
1: Yeah, no, I know, no you know the one thing I don't do is, is gamble. Yeah, guys. no, I I, I, I I don't either. From. So but that's not the end of the story. That's actually the beginning of yeah, it. Yeah, so that's well, how it all what,
0: starts. So, Carl, Carl gives you a lower letter grade because you know his team annihilates Illinois.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I didn't know him then. But 22 years later, in 2006, I uh, being a season ticket holder of UCLA football and basketball, when they go to finals or, or, or bowl games or the Final Four, mm. I'm there. That's right? cool. That's cool. So so in 2006, I was with the alumni group going, you know, with the team to the final four in Indianapolis. And I was at LAX and I saw a gentleman, uh, you know, with a very pretty wife just sitting in the, in the gate. And I struck conversation. Right. Yeah. Cause I like talking Cause to that's Cause that's I, you. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I will talk to anybody. And so, after 20 minutes of conversation, I, I asked the gentleman, I said, you know, we should all go to dinner sometime. And he smiled and he goes, you know, we might be a little busy in Indianapolis, but when we get back to L.A., sure. And he's like, let me give you my card. And he handed me his card and it said, Carl Durrell, oh, right? man. <laughs> head, head head coach, UCLA football. And I'm like, wow. And I looked at his card, and I'm like, you know, I'm a season, tickle, season ticket holder. And he's like, oh, that's great. So the funny thing is I had no idea it was him because he looks really young. Right. So what winds up happening, um, Carl and his wife, Kim, they, um, you know, allow me to take them out to dinner. We remain friends. I go to the bowl game, you know. But here's another interesting part of it. Right after we went out to dinner, I, when I kept in touch with him, he actually invited me, which to this day, Jonathan, this is one of the coolest things I've ever done in my entire life. Mm. Carl invited me to work out with the UCLA players in their private gym at UCLA. That is cool. Oh, my God. My, my wife, Shahina, she still teases me. She's like, you were never as cut as when you worked <laughs> out with a football team. because <laughs> I think it lasted... About a year and a half oh no so
0: you, you were you did it more I, I'm thinking that he let you come down one time you're saying you did this oh, for... oh no
1: that that is no. cool that is cool. I did it for a year and a half, and the funny thing is, I guess he he thought I was a good inspiration around um certain you know totally players. absolutely but. Here I am, weighing at that time, like weighing like 123 pounds, right? <laughs> <laughs> trying my hardest, like like the uh, trying my hardest just to lift the bar without any weight, wa- without any weights on the bar. Yeah, yeah. Right? And uh, you know, while these other guys are lifting 400 pounds, and <laughs> right. they're, they're headed they're headed to the NFL draft, and I'm just trying to lift the bar. Yeah. Right. So. I did that for I did that for a year and a half as long as he was at UCLA. Yeah. I met I met a great well he was there for 5 years, but I started um you know the the workout for a year and a half. And he actually put me in touch with a tremendous UCLA trainer, my buddy Todd, mm. who who is now a Los Angeles uh, police officer. No kidding. But yeah, so Todd had broken his hand, so uh Carl put me with Todd because Todd understood how to um, jimmy the the workout equipment yeah. to deal with my left hand?
0: Yeah, yeah, right.
1: So it was really wonderful. And and to wrap up that part of the story, Carl and Kim attended my wedding, right? <laughs> so when when I tell people, hey, I'm friends with Carl Durrell and we still keep in touch, and he's a great 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 guy, they're like, you don't know Durrell, and I'm always like, he came to my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> man but, I,
0: I, the one thing I love about this story is like you totally it's not like you saw him you're like man that's, that's Carl Durrell I, I'm gonna go over there and talk to him you just saw the guy with his wife like I'm gonna go talk to this guy and it's, yeah. it's just so hilarious that it was him and you you unknowingly just walked up to him and started talking to him like that's just awesome that it worked well, out that it, way
1: yeah and you know Jonathan people that, that know me know that that's kind of how I operate yeah Because I don't, you know, I don't really recognize a lot of celebrities because they don't, they look different in person. Oh, totally. Yeah. Right. And when I'm at film festivals, I'm just talking to people. I'm just talking to people, saying hi, uh, introducing myself and just holding a conversation. But (laughs) but getting back to Carl. Amazing guy, amazing person to know. And I do still keep in touch with him. That's cool. he's He's wonderful. But I wanted to slide into one more story because it's also UCLA
0: related. Yeah, yeah. And
1: I, and I promise that all of my stories will not be <laughs> UCLA related. But I um, am a season ticket holder as well of the Los Angeles Lakers. Mm. And, and years ago, years ago, I got upgraded to this uh, much better seating location. Yeah. And the first game of that season There's a very nice lady sitting next to me, and next to her is a very nice elderly gentleman in a wheelchair,
0: Mm.
1: right? And so I say hi, they say hi, whatever. And I just watch the game with my friend, and I'm blown away by the seat upgrade and how happy I am to, you know, have good seats for the Lakers back when they were really good. Yeah, yeah. Right? In the Kobe and Shaq years. Oh, yeah. And and whatnot. So what wound up happening— is around the first quarter of the game huge NBA icons would come by and hug the guy in the wheelchair mm. right the first person to come by was uh uh Bill Russell and Bob Lanier no kidding the first two people yeah man and then and then Kareem Abdul-Jabbar came by come on <laughs> right and so after Kareem came by, I'm like, wait a minute.
0: You're like, who is this guy? <laughs> who is this
1: guy? So I turned to his wife, and I'm like, how you doing? You know, I didn't want to bother them. Right. But in conversation with her, she noticed my UCLA class ring. Yeah. And she's like, oh, you, go to, you went to UCLA? And I said, I did, yeah. And she goes, that's where I met my husband. Right? Mm. And so, so I'm like, okay, more information. Yeah, there you go. Right? <laughs> so... About a quarter later, another, and I forget, I can't lie about this. So I forget which NBA player came by a quarter later, like in the second quarter. Yeah. And and gave him a hug and they called him coach. Mm. So I, I turned to the lady and I said, um, you know, did your husband, is your husband the coach? And she smiled and she goes, oh yeah, he used to be a coach. Uh, he used to coach UCLA. And suddenly I looked at him. Because, you know, I love UCLA. Yeah. So I I looked at him and I'm like, your coach is Walt Hazard? I mean, your husband's Walt Hazard? And she goes, oh, you know Walt?
0: Oh, (laughs) man.
1: And I'm like, well, now I do. (laughs) And the funny thing is, for people that that don't know, and I don't expect them to because Walt played in the 60s. Yeah. Walt Hazard was... On the nineteen sixty-four United States gold medal winning Olympic basketball team. Mm. He was on the nineteen sixty-five John Wooden UCLA national championship team, which was actually Wooden's first championship mm. that year. And um and he was um also had a wonderful NBA career, and he was the head coach of UCLA basketball in the eighties, mm. right? And then one amazing thing about him that a lot of people don't know is he was one of the original people that um, uh, Fat Albert was based on. No kidding. Yeah, he was one of Fat, Al- Fat Albert's buddies.
0: No kidding. Like,
1: yeah, because he was good friends with Bill Cosby.
0: That's, that's, so, that's hilarious.
1: Yeah, yeah. So long story short, Walt and I become really good friends. Good, really good friends meaning, just to be honest, I see him at every game. Fist pump hug and and small talk, mm. and i say I say small talk because Walt had already had a stroke mm. before I met him mm. so he couldn 't say many words at the time that I met him, but amazingly nice, always shook my hand, gave me a fist pump, and let me hug him, and to me, it was amazing because the other men hugging him right were. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and, you know. And
0: Bill Russell. People like that. <laughs> and Bill Russell,
1: right? So, here's the, the crazy thing. Walt and his wife, Jaliza, who's an amazing woman, uh, they came to my wedding. Man. And, you know, and, and I'm not talking up the wedding as much as to say the following point. I never saw Walt outside of his wheelchair mm. because I only saw him at the Lakers games. Yeah. And he was always in a wheelchair. But what blew me away at my wedding, Jonathan, is he came without a wheelchair. No kidding. He, he came in with his walking cane. And um, Jaleesa told me afterwards, she's like, he really refused to bring his wheelchair to your wedding. He wanted to be able to walk. Wow. Right? So uh, I don't even know where I'm going with the story outside of the fact that at my wedding with all these other things to think about, to worry about, to stress about, right? <laughs> I, I looked over at one table and I had Walt Hazard and his wife and uh, Carl Durrell and his wife, right? Yeah. And I just sat there thinking, you know, certain things are meant to be in life and this could be one of them because two guys I idolized growing up have now... Uh, Thought enough of our friendship to be at my wedding.
0: I know that that, 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 and they both went to UCLA.
1: And they both went to UCLA, so you know, there's no, there's absolutely no other school I was meant to go to.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's no coincidences in life, so that uh, that's pretty amazing. That that that's. I wonder, like, I, you know, obviously you probably didn't talk to him about it or whatever, but I wonder if you kind of inspired him to not want to use the wheelchair at your wedding.
1: Well, you know, I can't, I can't talk to that because yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of but,
0: speculating, but you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't. But I'll tell you this. <laughs> but you know, you just triggered a thought. Can I share one? Yeah, more yeah, yeah. It's it's totally unrelated to to uh, Walt and and Carl, but it is related to what we're talking about. Mm. Growing up, my father was an engineer and my mother managed a Seven Eleven, right? And in Kansas and. One day after school, I'd go to my mom's store because I got free big gulp Dr Pepper. <laughs> nice. Right? Which kind of started my addiction to Dr Pepper, but which I still have today. It's a loud and proud addiction. But uh, what happened one day? My favorite baseball player, who's still my favorite baseball player of all time, is George Brett. Mm. You know who played can't, for the city Royal? royal yeah. For his entire career. So. George Brett comes into the store. I'm with my dad, and I start to freak out. You know, because my mom's behind the cash register checking out, you know, checking George Brett out, whatever he's buying. Yeah, yeah. Right? And I freaked. I'm like, Dad, it's George Brett! (laughs) Right? (laughs) And then I really, really wanted an autograph. Right? Yeah. And, and, I started to go towards Brett and my, my father calmly like put his arm around me. Yeah. And just pulled me back. Mm. And I'm like, Dad, it's Brett." And I'm telling you, you know my dad said it. he just smiled. I just remember he had uh, at the time he had like this big thick mustache, curly black hair and and his glasses and he he just looked at me and said, "That's George Brett and you're Hamad Zaidi. You don't need to bow down to anybody." Mm. And you know when he said that, that's uh, that's the last time I really cared about an autograph. Yeah, which is why I've never really cared about autographs, and which is why I don't really um, I'm not starstruck. I like meeting people a lot, but I've never been starstruck. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, no. What's kind of funny too, about especially about the the Carl the Carl story is like again, you didn't you know you didn't notice it was him. That's what drove over to talking to him. You just saw him and said hey, I'm, I'm going to go talk to this guy. And you, you go over and you start talking to him, which that I was thinking about how that's interesting for me because you, you never know who's who. And, and it's interesting that just, it'd be interesting, you know, for more people maybe if they went up and just started talking to someone, you know, like y- you probably don't get many people walking up to you, Hamad, just because like, oh, look at, you know, look at that guy or whatever. Like, you know, oh, wonder what's wrong with him. And, you know, they think, right. they think all these preconceived notions just by taking a look at you, right?
1: Yeah, I, all the time. You know, I,
0: you know uh, I, I I can't do that. I I don't have any preconceived notion to anyone until well, I course. get to talk to them and get to know who they are. So I've, t- I've, I've spoken to, like, just interesting people. No one's special, but just interesting people throughout my life because I'm willing to talk to whoever is willing to come up to me and talk because I don't know who you are until you open your mouth.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, people... People constantly dismiss dismiss me, though. Yeah. They, they uh, uh, you know, <laughs> which I'm laughing because I, I mentioned this to you briefly before we started recording. Yeah. The reason it makes me laugh is because they think I'm an idiot until they find out I'm married to a physician. Yeah. And then, th- then they're like, your wife's a doctor? <laughs> then all of a sudden they're like, huh, so what do you do again? Right, right,
0: right. right.
1: But if I never mention... My wife or my kids, then I'm just a little weird, tangled little boy, yeah, like, little man, yeah, that they have little interest in talking to,
0: yeah, which is you a know? shame
1: it, yeah it it's it, but you know what it is what it is, but i've um like I've said to my friends before, a lot of my friends that consider me good friends and I consider them good friends mm. are people I met on a plane
0: well, that's funny, <laughs> you know, yeah.
1: So and that that's happened more than once, more than twice, more than twenty times. I meet people on a plane, and we keep in touch.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, that's so cool. I I love how you just you're just willing to approach people like that. Like I said, it'd be interesting to see if more people did that. You know, like uh, you know, one time when I went to New York City, it it blew me away. I was like, we were walking on a sidewalk with my friend, and uh, my friend and I were walking on a sidewalk. And I'm, you know, I'm feeling and you know, hearing all these people just walking by, it's like just jam packed on the sidewalk. I'm like, no one's even acknowledging each other at all. And you're you're passing by so many people, and no one's like, hey, what's up, hi, hi, you know. And I'm just like, that's amazing to me to think of it that way. And then I go down to North Carolina. I went to Charlotte for a technology conference. I was giving a talk down there, and walking down the road in Charlotte, people are like, hey, how you doing? And I'm kind of like. Who, me? You know, like, like you know, because I'm not used to that living in, 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 New, in New England anyways. It's like, you're talking to me. Like, everyone's so nice down there, you know. But like I said, just, it'd be interesting to see if more people would just be, get up and start talking to someone, you know.
1: Yeah, you know, I always try to instill that exact notion in Lena and Zoe. Like, like, they come home from school and they say, hey, Dad, I played with my friend. And I'm always like, you have more than one friend. You should be playing with everybody, mm, mm, right? Yeah. And, you know, your upbringing, I had the exact opposite experience because I grew up in Kansas where you do say hi to everybody on the sidewalk. Right. 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 As you just walk by people. People are like, hey, Kansas is very friendly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But then moving to California, you say hi to a stranger and they suddenly wonder, A, why you're doing it. And B, if they've met you before and they've forgotten that they met you before.
0: Mm, mm. Or they, like, reach for their wallet to make sure you don't steal it. (laughs) Right, exactly, exactly.
1: So, um, yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. I'm really glad we shared this story today, though. I really appreciate you uh, bringing this out of me. But having said that, I think this might be a nice point to, uh, to wrap this one up.
0: Yeah, yeah. How can people get a hold of you?
1: Uh, they can email me at Hamad at Hamadzadi.com. It's H-A-M-M-A-D at, Z, at H-A-M-M-A-D-Z-A-I-D-I.com. Of course, you can download this on iTunes, and please, if you like what you hear, please give us a nice review. We'd greatly appreciate it. And what am I forgetting, Jonathan?
0: I think that's about it. You can go to com if you want to go to the actual website. Um, yeah, please please leave a review. You know, tweet, Facebook, Google Plus, whatever social network will be out tomorrow that I'm not aware of. Who knows? Um.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, before I forget, I will say that if you do go to HamadZ80.com, every podcast that we talk about, we upload an image that yes. is an image from the time frame that the uh, story happened to me. Yes,
0: and I did, so, and I did put as of today, put that a link on the menu that says podcast and it goes oh, right great. and it goes Excellent. right to every podcast so you can see you can there's an embedded audio player so you can listen to the podcast right in the website and you'll also see that image that goes along with the episode
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, just to let you guys know the image for the one we just wrapped up today will be um, I believe we're going to go with uh, Walt Hazard yeah. and his wife Delisa at my wedding. Yeah. So you guys will see Walt and his wife. There you go. Awesome. All right people, ha- have a wonderful day. Love you all and Uh, Jonathan, take us away. Thank
0: you for listening and downloading, and we
1: will talk to you next
0: episode. See ya!